You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you so much for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. For about the next half hour, it'll be our um, challenge to make you wish you hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig. And we are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, where Father Anthony is our uh, pastor here, and uh, I, I'm, I serve as a deacon here, along with uh, our church in, in Garrison, Minnesota, Our Lady of Fatima, as well. And so, Father, this is only, you know, you, you've been uh, in our parish since July, so what, we're talking about five months here, mm-hmm. and um, uh, entering, you know, changing parishes and what what the, whatnot in the middle of... What's going on, you know, in, oh, yeah. in the middle of the COVID, mm-hmm. the. the COVID, and uh, so many things that, uh, I mean, changing a, a parish, I would imagine, is is uh, something that that is a, a bit of a struggle or difficult. I mean, there's challenges associated with it in a, in a regular year, you know, yeah. and so it's got to be a little bit, a little bit extra effort on your part, I imagine, to yeah. You know, it, it's been great effort. I mean, heroic effort. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've really I, suffered and risen I, to the oh occasion. My, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> I really must say. Now, you know, being a, being a priest, I just love being a priest. I, there's no better life for me. There is no doubt about that. And so when I got the call in June to come to a new parish... Um, you know, there's uh, there's a mixture of say sorrow at the fact that you had settled in the place you had already been, mm-hmm. and with the people and been caring for them and giving them the sacraments and celebrating a lot of big life events with them, in many ways. And um, then being called forth to a new one, uh, there's a mixture of sort of sorrow and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I knew the, about the parish, you know, that I was going to, also they, it got me some excitement as well. Because I knew a number of um, people in this area, and it's I'm from the area, the same county, so it's coming back mm-hmm. home for me in some yeah. ways. It's been really nice, and I love this parish, the cluster. I mean, I love it. Uh, the families, the the people are just um, really have been wonderful um, in general. That it's been kind of I don't know smoother than than a lot of transitions for me. I, mm-hmm. I just I gotta say the the people have just been wonderful, especially the deacons. You know, mm-hmm. especially one mm-hmm. particular deacon. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, one particular dean is really supportive. You know, right, he's right. he's great. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but enough about you know. him. <laughs> enough about you know, that guy. No, Let's no. talk about me. Yeah, right. Enough about me. Why don't you talk about me? <laughs> um, you know, that's no. I have really. Um, it's been great. Even though, yes, you know, in general, it's a messy time. You know, in the midst of sort of the COVID, um, <laughs> I love it. I, I got a the COVID. A fellow, he often says COVID. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have the heart to, to. I corrected him once though. I was like, yeah. you know, it's COVID. And, he's, and he looked at me. He's like, oh yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all. Like he didn't believe me. I'm like, no, I, I think it is. I, <laughs> I read something. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Even though it's been a messy time, I don't know. The, the celebration of Mass brings a lot of peace mm-hmm, because there mm-hmm. is. Um, that that ritual that brings us not only you know calm because we know what's going on mm-hmm. you know but also it brings grace it's a supernatural event and it's where we bring all of our stuff you know 
um, and make it an offering. Therefore, it's not wasted. Any joys, any sufferings, it's never wasted if we bring it to Mass to the altar and, and offer it there. You know, and, and with the little drop of water that goes into the chalice, mm-hmm. that's where you place your little offering. Just mm-hmm. place it right in there to be transformed into a, a grace-filled reality in your life. So to me, um, Mass has been so consistent through it all, so my, my joy has been pretty consistent in that way, too, just at least deep down, you know. Um, but I've, I've just, um, the, the transition, yeah, has been kind of messy in, in general because it doesn't look like other transitions. Right, but at the right. same time, uh, I'm still very content. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still very fulfilled in it. Um, I love still serving my, my parishioners. And it's been um, a time of trying to be creative in how to do that in some ways, you know, checking in with people in the homebound. And that's um, just trying to find them too. Yeah. coming into a new parish right. where you're trying to find who they actually are. You know, where, are. where do you live again? Right, oh, yeah. you're over there uh, by the old mill. I don't know where the new mill is. So where, <laughs> yeah. where, where was the this? old mill? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I, I will find out. I will uh, GPS yeah. it. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the number again? Yeah, <laughs> but it's I've loved it. I love it. So it's been great. I just I I'm still trying to be stubborn in my contentment. I got to say, <laughs> very good, very good. Well, it's been a pleasure to to uh, to have you here. And um, you know, since since you've been here, you had already agreed to a couple of Real Presence live broadcasts. Were, I have. Were these the first as hosts? I mean, there was one in August, and then this one. No, no, I had hosted also in Chisholm. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh sure. Darn tootin'. Yeah, we're hosting all over, all over Minnesota, <laughs> you know, and we have hot dish afterwards, but not on a Friday. Tuna casserole. Yeah, that's... We don't, it's tuna hot dish. Frankly, there you go. There you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're darn tootin'. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, now now what? Now that I've gone this way, how do we <laughs> how do we get out of this situation? Well, well let's We've go just, back. Okay. We take control of our mouths. Okay. <laughs> we use, will use your inside voice. tall and firm in our regular voices oh okay <laughs> Slow, slowing down and keeping the voice calm <laughs> is always good especially during this time very people are really tightly wound we want to just bring that calm mm-hmm. so I, I do with my family when the sirens go off children there's a tornado it's coming to us it's gonna take everything we own away <laughs> possibly our lives Let's go down the basement, should we? You know, I mean, that's that calming voice is like, oh, okay, Dad, yeah, well, let's I have do a that. great idea, everyone. Yeah, we could all be seriously injured. Let's go downstairs. <laughs> Did you really do that? No. Oh, God. That would be great. <laughs> no. I'm like, get out of my way, I'm kids. Like, that's really <laughs> Follow me. Follow me. Down. Down. Here for your lives. <laughs> that's my corner. Get out. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. That, I'm like, wow, that's really a. That's, that's amazing. Uh, at first, oh, I thought. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. You you started this uh, segment out so beautifully, and then I've just kind of taken it right off the track. That's so great. That's what I do. I mean, you know, it's always it's always fun to go off the tracks a little bit. You, know, like, you get least, to see things you didn't expect. At least verbally. You're right. It's totally. You're like, oh, that's that's a part of this countryside. My goodness. But I'll tell you, I was I was inspired a little bit by my my coworker Betsy Newkins. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was talking about Christmas Eve masses too, mm-hmm. and dressing up. I was thinking about just, you know, how the first Christmas was just filled with poverty mm-hmm. and not a, a dressy atmosphere, you know, and how poverty was where our Lord came in. And what we can do is is kind of smother that um, celebration with something so much nicer that he's worth, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's worth dressing up for. He's worth mm-hmm. the candles and the decorations. He's worth all these things. Almost like to to console him for what he first experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was chosen right. by him, right? We we can do for our part to show the extravagance of love. To say, I mean, when you look at like a lot of prayers and traditions in the Catholic Church, a lot of them develop to kind of over um, compensate for what he experienced. So. For instance, in the old extraordinary form uh, mass, you know, which I've just kind of started learning and stuff, you kiss the altar like nine times, and it's kind of to overcome the betrayal kiss that he received. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like smothering and you know, love covering a multitude of sins in that sense. Like you're covering over that which he experienced in the opposite direction. And the same with the divine praises at the end of benediction. You know, the divine praises were actually composed to overcome the blasphemies against God's name and against his mother and against Joseph and the saints. You know, so it was like, let's do these praises so that somebody somewhere is praising him. Someone somewhere is, is showing him what he deserves, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's, that's what we can do on Christmas Eve night or Christmas day to truly dress up, to say, I'm going to dress up and not, not, you know, obviously we share a lot of poverty of spirit and poverty with that experience, which is a good way of connecting with that, with our Lord in that time too. But here and now too, we give him our best. We always want to give him our best, the excellence that, you know, we can give him. And then to say, I'm going to dress this up nice so that Lord, you know, that you're not just surrounded by poverty when you're here. We, we want to show you love and, and beauty because this event is so important. And in the incarnation of the word, as one of the greatest works of, of God's, you know, presence in, in the world, um, where he literally came. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's worth uh, showing him that love and extravagance of love um, when we can, especially, you know, but also to connect interiorly with the poverty of that. Because even though we look like this, we know that it should reflect the, the, the order and beauty of our soul. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, that's why, you know, I think my parents said it in so many words, but, you know, when we had to clean up our room, it was like, your room and the orderliness in your room should reflect the order in your soul. And that's why we would do it, Mm -hmm. so that you kind of have that reflection, well, where it's nice to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, your soul should not be a frightening place, (laughs) you know, in a certain Mm -hmm. way. Sometimes it's concerning, but you should be gentle with yourself when you recognize it and say, all right, I'm just, let's put this in order, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, but I liked that she had mentioned that piece, even though it seems small to, to, mm-hmm. to some people. I just think it's it's important to remember and to do. And she mentioned the word uh, uh, intentional as far as, you know, preparing for, for Christmas. Betsy did and preparing for Christmas in many different ways. That word was also used by our second guest, Teresa uh, Kenny, being intentional about kindness and, again, showing to others, Christ in others, that kindness that was not shown to him you know yeah. that, that intentionality is that's a key word i've found in in our faith um and in in our in our journey through what is not permanent you know yeah. this this journey as as foreigners and and uh you know the fact that we are meant to be uncomfortable here that's that's you yeah. know this is this things aren't going to go our way here because they shouldn't right <laughs> we're pilgrims we yeah we're pilgrims here we're on, and, our, and, on and our way that 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 which is going to be perfect is 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 yet to be but that intentionality of yeah i'm going to screw it up probably every day but i'm going to keep trying yeah you know? to never give up yeah, yeah. right the yeah. pilgrim keeps going the pilgrim when the pilgrim stops <laughs> it's going to find uh you know its home and its resting place not where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. you keep going yeah you know you yeah. keep going yeah yeah if you um, settle <laughs> 
do do it. That's probably a problem. Right, if, right. If you've and settled then, in. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to also be content mm-hmm. and keep going. Oh, sure. You know, like mm-hmm. I know where I'm trying to go, mm-hmm. and that's good. And I also know where I came from. You know, mm-hmm. I know my address, not just my destination. Right. I mean, it, modern man often just has not only lost his way forward and his destination, but he's lost his address. He doesn't even know where it was from. Right. But but the Catholic can see these things in the right light and say, no, no, I know where I came from. God made me. You know, mm-hmm. go back to the Baltimore Catechism. Yeah. And it gives you this perspective that is, you know, radiant with light and truth that at least puts things in the right place. And you know then what your next steps should be. Mm-hmm. And then you just take them, of course. I mean, we know the answers. It's living the answers is a little harder. Right. But right. I, I think, um, you know, the, the truth of Christianity can really help us be intentional, you know, and to say, I'm going to. I'm going to intend where I'm supposed to go based on God's will for me. So it, so at the end, I can say, thy will has been done. You know, thy yeah, will right, be done. Right. And not my own. You know, right. Not my own way. Right. You can go your own way. That's <laughs> oh, a bad song. That was really special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a bad song. It's, <laughs> it, you know... That's a bad, you know, that song to me, I was just like, ooh, isn't that this modern mantra when you're thinking mm-hmm. about it? You know, no, no, no. It's it's his way. You can mm-hmm. go his way. You can go his way. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's always up to you. You have that free will. But you'll find that such contentment and peace there in the heart, um, even if it challenges you at first, because it, it does, you know, call forth great conversion. Okay. So. Well, very good. We'll take a short break, and uh, we'll come back and um, fill the rest of the half hour with more talks of hot dish and um intentionality yes <laughs> and whatnot yeah, whatever yeah. else happens. over cute over cute <laughs> oh jeez yeah well i'm deacon dan koshi here and uh, we've got father anthony craig and we're yeah. broadcasting from st joe's in uh, in crosby and we'll be right back on real presence live live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You may know that suicide rates are skyrocketing, but do you know why? I'm Father Chris Alar. While suicide is often related to depression, the effects and causes are different. For example, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and substance abuse are likely effects of depression, whereas purposelessness and hopelessness are the causes of depression. And if you don't see any purpose in life, you will have no hope. In a world that says happiness is found only in sex, money, and power, you will never be completely satisfied. There is only one thing that can bring true happiness, and without it, you will fall into depression and despair. So to find this hope, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss not just suicide. I promise it will help. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in South Fargo near Saints Anne and Joachim Church. Lumen Vision is a full-service eye care facility that provides eye exams for both children and adults. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eco Eyewear, an environmentally friendly frame company that plants a tree for each frame sold. 
For more information about our mission and scheduling your appointment online, you can go to Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And we're broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and Father Anthony Craig is our host. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. That's me. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that means. Oh, well, that means we got to talk some more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, praise God. Hey, man. This is a gift. What yeah. a gift. What a gift indeed. You got some more things that, uh, that are on your heart, Father? Oh, there's so much. Oh, dear. The heavy's been, or my heart's been uh, heavy. My, my, my heavy's been so my hard. My heavy's been hard. Uh, no, no, there's a lot. There's a lot on me mind, too. <laughs> yes, you yes. You know, there's yes. a lot on me mind. But I love the fact that I know where to bring it, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. keep bringing it to our Lord. And just to express it, to unload it. You know, we, we get those scripture verses that say, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. This is where we can say, all right, I know that conceptually, but now I'm called to do it because mm-hmm. there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. You know, and once we start to express it to him, it becomes lighter. It yeah. becomes even seen in the right light. Like, oh, I know what this is. This is purification. This is a good thing. Because everywhere, you know, there's purification happening. You know, mm-hmm. suffering is happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, to never waste that suffering. Don't waste it. Um, it's it's because there's a lot of suffering out there right now mm-hmm. in different forms for different people. I mean, it has some common themes, isolation, the, the suffering of isolation, the suffering of just inconveniences and, and business situations and the sufferings of um, families kind of fragmenting, not because they want to, but it's happening. Yeah. You know, things yeah. like that that are bringing great suffering during this time. But to never waste this opportunity, because there's an opportunity to use that suffering as an offering with an intention. You know, we talked about intentionality early mm-hmm. in the show, you know, to, to connect a, an intention onto the suffering and say, this is going to be for, and consider someone else who might be suffering even more intensely than you yourself at that time. It's a good thing. Then we consider another, then it becomes an act of charity. Then it is never wasted. It in fact increases the possibility of eternal glory with the Lord by the increase in charity that, that will come from God's grace too in those moments. I mean, so it's not going to just be us sort of white knuckling the effort, but the love of Christ will be active in us in that time to remain in the state of grace too, you know, during this time so that the purity of intention can be clearer you know, and and that's it. That's what I would kind of like, you know, start off this short segment that we have. But to mm-hmm. to not waste that suffering, to mm-hmm. give it to our Lord, and even offer it at the crush scene. You know, mm-hmm. to give it to Him the the things that are missing this Christmas that we'll see. To not just merely see what's missing, to still see what's there, but we want to offer what's missing first because it's typically on our minds right away. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, this is missing there. That person is missing. You know. Or whatever it might be, to say, all right, I'm going to give these to you, Lord Jesus, the suffering this causes me. But also, then I I want to see still what is around me, what you are still giving me. Right. The sacrament of the Eucharist. I mean, that's. I mean, if nothing else goes right, that's going right. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And that is a huge gift. The union with God. I mean, when you look at the concreteness of that, that God comes to me, He comes down to me from heaven, to strengthen me to heal me 
to be with me in my stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that, what, a, what kind of, what other gift do we even want? Everything else is just right. plus. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Donuts, I mean, everything else. <laughs> Those are just pluses. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, that right there should leave us quite content, quite grateful. You know, and you you look at the lives of the saints, like, I mean, even Blessed Pier, Pier Giorgio Frassati did a ton of things in his life, and he died at 24. But, you know, when they said he was a part of like 15 organizations, and he fulfilled the obligations of all 15 organizations. I don't know how you even do that for two or three organizations mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. He did right. all these things. He was supporting 120 families from his own pocket mm-hmm. by the time he died, and he did all these things, but he would say to people, no, this is just my small way of responding. God comes down to me in the Holy Eucharist. And this is my small way of responding in gratitude for that great gift to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, that right. is the heart right. of the saint. Right. right. And it still falls short. And you know, I mean, yeah. you, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't match it much right. less, you know, you can make those yeah. little efforts. And even the saints saw their efforts, which were heroic in most of our eyes. As small, you yeah. know, in their own <clears throat> eyes, they saw this was just my little thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> little thing. You got like orders taking care of the poorest of the poor in every major city in the world. Okay. I guess that's small, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look at, look at, look at it from, from Mary's point of view, you know, mm-hmm. when this, when the angel presented to her, you know, the, the plan and what was her response? Well, you know, I'm. I'm I'm just just a gal Humble doing God's servant. doing Hand God's will, whatever he wants. Yeah, if that's what he wants, sure. That, you know, uh, um, be done to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that was that was her response as totally. well. Was just this is a small thing you're asking of me, and yeah. it wasn't. You know, I mean, <laughs> in, in our in our in our perspective, it was not. But in her perspective, this is a small thing you're asking of me. Yes, sure. And what did she receive? Christ in her body, just like we do in the Eucharist. We receive Christ in the you know, I mean, mm-hmm. within her body. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he gets the rest right underneath our hearts, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. he is during this Advent in, in Mary's body, as we continue forward in this last days of Advent. You know, what what a great thing to con- contemplate when you go to the Eucharist mm-hmm. and receive him. You know that he might be. You know, sometimes he's really struggling to be born in each of us. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> through our struggles. Yeah, but to to allow with the disposition of Mary to allow that to come forth, mm-hmm. um, to, to have the image of Christ born in us mm-hmm. more and more in this, in this time. That'll be the goal of it. Um, Mary is such a great model. She's the perfect embodiment of faith. The catechism tells us, I means she is such a great one to ask for help along the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. um, to love Jesus better and to receive him better with a kind of pure heart that she had. I mean, without stain, immaculate, you know, she is. She's the woman I love. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mary, Mary, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary, Maria. In she, those different anthems that we have in the church. You know, we've been um, chanting at the end of uh, daily masses here the Alma Redemptoris Mater, which is the um, beautiful anthem that you, you sing and, and pray. Um, during Advent, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. If you look it up, look up the Alma Radium Torres Monter and just listen to it on YouTube because mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it's just heavenly and it hits just mm-hmm. about every note possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is wonderful asking our, our Lady, Mother of the Redeemer, to loving Mother of the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Gotta remember the Alma. Don't forget the Alma. 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 You know, people say Alma Mater, my Alma Mater is St. Yeah. Thomas, blah, blah, blah. Loving, you know, loving, loving. St. Thomas was sort of loving. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> 
mostly, perhaps. The philosophy department was wonderful. But, yeah, um, she's the loving mother of the Redeemer. And it's such a beautiful um, thing. And introduce it into your homes. I mean, what a beautiful thing to start to teach. Latin is that Catholic sacred language. You know, every you know religion, you look at even Christ when he was learning some of the Jewish prayers, they learned them in Hebrew, which was the sacred language of the Jews. Mm-hmm. And we have as Catholics the sacred language of Latin, which is not something to sort of, you know, scrunch our nose at, but to say maybe there's something cool there. You know, a lot of our English words come from there, too. Mm-hmm. It's It can be a gift um, to see it in that light, too. Um, and kids, I think, find it kind of cool sometimes. They're like, wow, there's a little bit of intrigue to them, mm-hmm. um, which can be helpful. You know, alma radem tories mater. Sorry, that was me nerding out on the Latin, yes. Nerd away, Yes, father. quite away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, I'm done, though. I, You <laughs> should shift on. Praise the Lord. Deacon Daniel. Yes. <laughs> a good man. Good man. Yes. He's a lumberjack. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> Oh, I don't okay. know how to. I don't know how to forge on when that's the introduction. <laughs> I, I leading leading you in is not my gift either. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's it's um, you know what you spoke about uh, on how to respond simply for the gift of the Eucharist. You know, oh, yeah. in, in in what you what you what you do for others and what you are. It, it's it's also. Um, Helps helps me to think about about Christmas in those terms because mm-hmm. oftentimes and I, and I um, manage the the programming on a on a secular radio station at Christmas time in 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 our neck of the woods and most Christmas or most stations that go to a Christmas format for a while stop at midnight or earlier on the twenty fifth of December you know and the twenty sixth yeah. they're back to and and I think to myself you know how how do we how do we receive Christmas and then just leave it behind. Yeah. I mean, if we think of Advent in, in terms of um, pregnancy, um, you know, when when we're, we're all excited and anticipating and preparing the home for a new baby, we're preparing our homes, we're preparing our hearts, we're thinking about, you know, what things are going to be like. The baby arrives. Is it over? No. Mm-hmm. Th- this is when it starts. And this is when our lives have, have changed. They, they, they change maybe as a result of the birth, but it is the life of the child that continues to, to affect us. And we have to think of Christmas that way, too, as the 25th of December or the 24th in, in the evening is the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And how do we carry that, that gift through, carry yeah. it forward as totally. in the Eucharist? You know, that's so true. I mean... It's the octave of the nativity, mm-hmm. you know, so we mm-hmm. have eight days of wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, contemplation of this crash scene, this, this birth of the child who is both God and man. And to really foster that every time we come to the Eucharist, to go to those masses, because typically there's a little bit of time off from work or, um, you know, go to those masses, those daily masses during that week. You know, to really foster that love for that Christ child who still comes to you mystically and really and concretely in the Eucharist. Um, and at the same time, there there can be really new things. The solstice, too, being around this time, mm-hmm. more light, you know, the days get a little longer. There's a little mm-hmm. bit more light mm-hmm. after, you know, the 25th of December. Um, and you can see that this parallels what can happen in our life, too, the more we contemplate the light himself. Mm-hmm. Um especially found in the Eucharist, to see there mm-hmm. the light we need. Um, and it takes great eyes of faith to do that, ask him for that grace even, to, to say, I want to see you more clearly in the Eucharist. 
Very good. Well, thank you, Father. That's been fun. Hey, we're not done yet, but this segment oh, was fun. Uh, indeed. And up next, have you ever wondered what a deacon does? I know I have. Uh, um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about this uh, next when we uh, visit with our next guest. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. We've got Father Dan, uh, Father. Oh, I almost did it again. Oh, Father Anthony you. Craig, uh, and we're broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 